Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Thursday, September 28th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Uh, First up, we've got a ton of minor Justice League news, a bunch of little stuff here, nuggets here. Uh, Zach, would you believe if I told you that after everything that happened with Wonder Woman, there are actually, I've seen whispers of people complaining about Justice League's marketing more than seven weeks away from the release of the film. You know what? I wouldn't believe you other than the fact that I do believe you. That's one if way that to look at it. that makes any sense. Well, of course, people are going to be unhappy. That's how it goes. But I, I was, I'm just shocked to see it so early after what happened with Wonder Woman, people complaining about marketing and then, you know, but with anything on the internet, a small portion of people are going to complain about anything about anything no matter what but i don't want to talk about it too much or my eye will start to twitch but suffice to say if you look at wonder or if you look at warner brothers performance this year financially from some of their movies i I don't think you need to question justice league's marketing if you look at it or anything like that it wonder woman kong skull island the entire year is proof they they know how to open a movie so i don't think we're going to discuss that anymore unless we get really upset. But some of those things that are going on, they're, the team, the Justice League, is on the cover of SIAC magazine. I don't. That's probably not at all how you pronounce it, but it's an Italian magazine. It looks like a, it's a pretty cool cover picture of the team minus Superman standing together, except it has a really weird thing where I think it says DC versus Marvel, the final battle or something like that, which just doesn't make any sense on a cover of a magazine. But I guess right. we'll let that slide. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is probably like one of the more serious looking pictures we've got. Not that they haven't all, there's been some serious ones, I guess. Like the one with the poster with all their faces really close to you. But I guess what I'm saying is I'm looking at Flash and he's not doing anything goofy and he actually looks serious and you don't get that all the time. So it looks cool. Yeah, and it could easily be edited since Cyborg and Aquaman are on the outside. You could easily right. uh, Photoshop them out so you just have another extra picture of Batman, Wonder Woman, and the Flash standing together. Right. Because that's what everybody <laughs> needs. Um, also, Justice League on Twitter just dropped this little, a quick little promo video. It was Ray Fisher and Ezra Miller. Cool little video where they're talking about how they're the leaders of the Justice League, joking. And Ezra Miller says he's the leader. Uh, as long as they don't count Ben Affleck, which is funny. But then there's also some footage from Comic-Con where they discuss how their characters bond partly because they got their powers from an accident, which I hadn't really thought of before, but that's a cool way of looking at it. Yeah, and they, they both go through a tragedy and kind of defines sort of the reason they become heroes, maybe. So, yeah, that's a, a cool kind of uh, context, backstory, motivation that we have for those two characters. Yeah, and I mean, anything where Ezra Miller just gets to be Ezra Miller, I'm... I'm pretty happy about so keep doing what you do Ezra I, I will I will say Barry Allen's tragedy does not seem so tragedy seems like a strong word for Barry Allen when you're comparing what Victor Stone has to go through well I mean <laughs> both of their moms died so that's okay well I, w- I was thinking more of how they they actually get their powers um, that's true yeah <laughs> going into a coma for a bit and then waking up basically the same with super speed is a lot different than having no body anymore 75 yeah. <laughs> percent of your body gone I, I think I, I mean Let's not hope anybody gets struck by lightning, but one of those things is definitely much worse than the other. Here's here's what we'll do. We'll each try one. How about you take Cyborg, I'll take Flash, and we'll we'll come back, and tomorrow we'll have a special episode where we review how it felt and what we went through, and 
then we can decide once and for all which one would be better. Does that sound good, Tom? Well, that would work, but you're going to be, you'll probably be in a coma for, well, if it's like the show, you'll be in a coma for nine months. So that wouldn't really work. Um, we wouldn't be able to compare so fast. All right. You're right. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, folks, and we'll, we'll let you know what we're going to do. And DC Comics has already started to announce sort of their Justice League-themed, movie-themed variant covers to be released with the November release date. So there's a lot of cool ones. Most of the Justice League-themed books have them that we've seen so far. There's Action Comics and Aquaman, Trinity, Detective Comics, Justice League, of course, The Flash and Wonder Woman. They all have exclusive or variant covers out there that are pretty cool-looking and very much like they're the dceu counterparts like the the trinity one for example is really cool and they're also doing the thing where they're not showing superman in these variant covers even (laughs) so like even on (laughs) trinity he's just a shadow in the background flying up there um so they're really playing along that's some synergy right there yeah this is you know a lot of times when well this is different but you know like if a book gets turned into a movie and then all of the book covers for the new books are like a picture from the movie. Those are annoying. This isn't like this. This is really cool. So yeah, I don't know. These look cool. Oh yeah. Especially for like a one month variant cover. That's different than changing the book for the future. (laughs) Right. Moving on to TV news, executive producer, Andrew Kreisberg did a interview about the flash with TV insider and had a couple insights about some of the characters and what's going to be going on. Uh, he said of Caitlin Killer Frost that she's definitely going to come back into the fold in the premiere episode. And I know I like to hear that because I, I'm i ready for that kind of will-she-won't-she storyline to be wrapped up. And it sounds like we'll kind of get a resolution to that real quick. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely all in favor of resolving that as soon as possible. Uh, about Elongated Man, he said he's also hiding something about how he acquired his powers of malleability. And that's one of the big mysteries of the season. And he also talked about how maybe he's not like a real perfect hero there's definitely gonna be some conflict between him and flash yeah that's good you don't want him to just come in and be oh everything's happy let's all be happy heroes together so it will create some good conflict there hopefully they get along but maybe have differences of opinion of how to go about that and yeah i'm glad to see elongated man i'm really wondering what that's going to look like on the on the tv and then the big bad of the season the thinker he said he actually isn't out to foil the Flash. He has a need for him, I would say, is more accurate. And so he didn't really give any details, being a little vague, but that's that's kind of interesting, but makes sense, I guess. Yeah, no idea what that could be. Maybe he wants his speed. Maybe he needs his Barry Allen intelligence or whatever. But I'm glad the thinker is the villain the more I think about it, um, because I, I hope Barry is challenged. Uh, his intelligence is challenged this season and we get rather than him just trying to run fast, which I'm sure he'll try to do because it is the flash. He'll be, he'll be trying to run real fast. I hope we also see him move more towards that genius. uh, Some of that, seeing some of that genius intelligence that he has applied to different situations. Yeah. I just, I went back and watched recently the, like the pilot episode of the flash and when he's like at the crime scene and he's just spitting out all this stuff because he's super smart and like you can see him visualizing things like the the tire track and whatnot i'm hoping we get kind of back to that where like you said we get to see the the real smart side of flash yeah and it's they've really dropped that since the pilot which is weird but i definitely want to see more of that where it's it's a tough balancing act because you need to give every all all seventy four people in Star Labs <laughs> something yeah. to do on a weekly basis, but you also don't want to have Barry look like a like he doesn't know what he's doing and can't is useless without everyone else. So it's it's definitely a juggling act. I get that. Yep. 
Uh, we also have a Twitter question from at Bobby Clouds one and it's, I'm not going to read it exactly. It has to do with, there have recently been reports of characters being cut potentially from justice league based on, you know, who was in a test screening. Um, we haven't talked about that really. I don't know. Zach, do you consider it to be a spoiler? If I say, um, a character, I don't know. Give me a character's name here. Mr. Mixie Pitlick is in right. justice league. If I told you that and it hadn't been out anywhere, would that be a spoiler? That's for me, it would be okay, but I can, I can, I would not argue with somebody if they tried to tell me that that was a spoiler and they didn't want to know that information. Um, but for me, it's not a big deal, but I can, I can definitely understand where people are coming from. What if you thought Mixie Pitlick was going to have a small role, but then you found out it was cut. Would That's that the same be, thing. Same thing. That's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think characters being cut is necessarily a spoiler for me, but I think that's totally in you know spoilers are by definition it's it's sort of based on the individual what spoils the movie for them, so it's different for everybody. Um, but we just haven't talked about them mainly because it's this information is coming from test screenings, which normally they show different cuts of movies in test screenings, so a character could be in or could not be in, and we you know it could be different based on which screening you saw. And also, I know a lot of people just don't want to see that. Right. But uh, the question it, it relates to that by saying, could, you know, essentially, could some of these side characters, these smaller roles, the Mixie Pitlicks, or Mixie Pitlick isn't in Justice League, by the way, but could he be cut? Could, the, could they be cut from Justice League because of changes in the solo film? So, um,. For instance, I haven't I haven't heard anything about Deathstroke, but let's say Deathstroke was in Justice League, and then uh, Matt Reeves doesn't want to, and he was there partially to set up the Batman Ben Affleck's Batman. Now with Matt Reeves taking over, maybe he's not using Deathstroke, so they don't want to have Deathstroke in there. Do you think that could be the reason for some of those changes? So let me let me like summarize this a little bit because it that's that was a long explanation of the question. Basically, maybe some characters basing based on a, a character being added or removed from the film that may be associated with a solo film, do you think that changes the direction of the solo film in the future? No, do you, think, do you think the changes in Justice League are based off, are done because some of the okay. solo films have changed? Right. Uh, I mean, not necessarily. It. I think it leaves them open to do something different in case they, they come up with, like some of these solo films have some stories written but they definitely don't have a final script yet and you know they could end up if they get a different director or they do just end up going down a different path then maybe they don't want to tie themselves into doing something particular and it's and like you said these test screenings sometimes they'll just see like what works and what's actually necessary and if some people don't want to see this character if other people don't want to see this, do want to see this character like a b test it and figure out what what works better um but i don't know i don't think it definitively means that there are changes to the solo film. Right. So my, I've, I've sort of thought since the, since the beginning, all these side characters, I think my hope was that they were, you know, just to, you know, think of them outside of the core justice league, the core villains, you know, if we're talking about Mira, Iris, uh, Volko, Deathstroke, all these others, basically anybody, but the justice league, Steppenwolf, Alfred and Lois, I thought, my hope was that they were introduced because just as an introduction to those characters' worlds, and they weren't forced in, but they were part of the story. 
And I think if they aren't part of the story, it's decided they're not part of the story or changes in the script have led to them it not really being essential, then they're cut. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but I don't think it's probably because of changes in the solo film. Because, you know, we know, for like, for example, if Mira was cut, mm-hmm. I don't think that would have anything to do with that film. Now, it could have some with something to do with other films down, you know, other solo films. But um, I guess we're kind of talking in circles here because we're not talking about anything specifically. But right. My, my hope is if those characters are cut, it's because they didn't have a reason to be in that film. Right. At the end of the day, I'm not going to this movie because I want to get a sneak peek of what's coming in a different movie. I'm going to this movie to enjoy this movie. And so if it doesn't serve the story, if it takes away from the story, then it shouldn't be in there. If it, you know, it's, if it's neutral, that's okay. Just that would be like a little bonus. Like if it doesn't add to the story, but it's an added bonus of seeing this character and getting a little sneak peek of what's coming in a solo film, that's cool. But either it adds to the story or is neutral. If it detracts from the story, it shouldn't be in the film. Right. I I agree with you there. In in retrospect, I think it's always cooler when those side characters are introduced in a past film or even if they didn't directly have something to do with that film. Imagine if at the, if there was, I'm sure there's a fan edit of this, but there's a man of steel and everything's identical. But when you cut to the shots of everyone running away from the destruction at the end, one of those shots is Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't do anything to take away from the film, but in, you know, looking back, it would make Man of Steel a little bit cooler to have seen something like that. Yeah. Well, you can't just assume there's a fan edit, man. If you want that, you have to do it, Tom. Well, you're going to have to go do that. I don't want it. I'm sure there's <laughs> clips and stuff. I don't want it that bad. Yeah. Well, I guess to wrap this up, all I have to say is you're going to feel real silly when Mr. Mixie Petlick is the central character of this film. He's probably controlling <laughs> Steppenwolf. Yes, definitely controlling Steppenwolf. Or Mixie Pitlick transforms into Steppenwolf. Oh, man. And then I can say I predicted it. Well, that was a a long-winded way of talking about that, but um, I guess that's how it goes. And the last thing from today is a website question. So you can visit dcdailydrop.com if you want to drop us a line there and have a question for the podcast or email podcast at dcdailydrop.com. But this is from Jonathan Helvering. And he said, about it's about the Flashpoint movie. What should DC do with Flashpoint? Should they stick to the source material and make Diana and Arthur the villains? If you don't know about Flashpoint, and it's sort of, there is a subplot of in a terrible world, basically, where the Amazons are, and the Atlanteans are started, have started World War III, and they're going at each other, and it's causing chaos in the world. And that's one of the reasons Barry needs to get out of there um what do you think do we've talked about this a little bit before but specifically we know we just we got confirmation again that gal gadot is going to be back for flashpoint is that what you would want to see uh my first reaction is i that's not what i would want to see i i guess i don't want to see evil wonder woman evil aquaman especially if this comes out anywhere close to when justice league just came out or when potentially the second justice league comes out so it's more for me, I I don't want them to necessarily stick really close to the source material, but to take some of the really cool parts from it and some inspiration. And basically, for me, when you say Flashpoint, that just means Flash is messing around with the timeline, messing around with reality, and something crazy and wacky happens. It doesn't necessarily, for me, mean that these very specific events happens. It's just, it's kind of a 
Pandora's box you can open to play around with crazy stuff that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. I agree, and I hope it's it's kind of a loose adaptation where you hit you hit the core on it there. The main story is Barry wants to save his mom. And however whatever the, the horrible earth is sort of whatever fits in the DCEU at the time. I don't necessarily want to see evil Arthur and Diana so soon, but I also think that would be pretty cool to see. Yeah. And <laughs> they will each have had a solo film at that time. They will each have had Justice League by then. So I wonder if we'll feel differently if we're asked this question after Aquaman comes out or something yeah. like that, if we would have a different view right now, I'd, I wouldn't want to see them yet, but we haven't even seen Justice League yet. So once we've seen them heroic in a couple movies and really establish those characters, maybe seeing evil versions would be pretty exciting. You can also do sort of the, we, we teased before, maybe you could bring back other characters, bring back Feora or yeah. something like that and have them be the villains, which I would be totally fine with. I'm, t- I'm, Really, whatever fits best in the DCEU, I think you can do it a lot of different ways. So I I don't have a great yes or no answer on that. Right. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DCDailyDrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.